going on, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of The Box Factor, where we focus more on perspective instead of opinion. Y'all know what time it is. It's 3K Q&A time, episode two. Let's get it. So just like last episode, last week, excuse me, last Monday, I'm going to say the number of the question. I'm going to say the question, and then I'll give you my answer. This time, I'm going to give y'all five more questions. So we got 10 questions, and we'll probably stick around 10 questions. Might go up to 15 sometimes, or if I'm really got enough time, I'm probably going to do 20 questions in one episode. And so we'll see how it goes. But for today, we've got 10 questions. So the first question is number 2,481. And this question says, would you join a revolution? And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It depends on what the revolution's for. Uh, if it's for something that I genuinely care about or hold my heart, you know, nearest to, uh, like, like the like my birthplace or the country I live in now. Now that's on a uh, a broad spectrum, but at the same time, that's really the only time you hear about revolutions is 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 when it comes to countries fighting for independence or you know just trying to stay independent so um if i was to join a revolution it would have to be something that i just couldn't live without or that i wouldn't want to see changed at all so probably either my birth country or america itself um now i don't know how big of a part i would play in that revolution but it'd be interesting to see i think i would probably be best served behind the scenes <laughs> uh with intelligence and all that but you know uh hopefully that's something i never have to figure out because we don't need a revolution in this you know upcoming decade and such and such forth good lord that's the last thing we need is a revolution so moving on to question number two it is number 2727, and it says, What moment in history helped shape your life? So, here's the thing I can ask about that. What history are you talking about? Are you talking about my history, like as in my life history, or are you talking about world history? Um, so, I, I'll go ahead and answer both of them. World history, for me, um, I think... The obviously, if I want to be obvious, the independence of Ukraine was probably a big deal for me because if there's no Ukraine, there's no birthplace and I wouldn't be here. Right. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest one. And uh, on my life, like in my life, I've had a couple, to be honest with you, but probably the biggest one that helped shape my life is obviously my adoption, but I'll give you one that I can remember, and I think it's my CP operation because when I had my cerebral palsy surgery to trim up my Achilles, you know, right then and there, my life was forever changed. But your life's changed if you have a you know disability or anything like that. Your life has changed from the very beginning. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be you know special to you, right, and um, or specific to you. So I think that's probably the one of the many life-changing or events that have shaped my life. So um, probably my CP surgery for myself and then the independence of Ukraine uh, was the one that is on the 
world spectrum, right? So moving on to question number three says, well, actually the question number is 1,175. And it says, what's your favorite kind of puzzle? See, like like I said earlier on um, the earlier episode, some of these questions are, are very simple and, and could be answered quickly. Some you got to think about. So I think this is probably just one of the ones just for fun, kicks and giggles. And to be honest, I don't do a lot of puzzles. I remember my mom used to like to do puzzles. Uh, I had an ex that liked to do puzzles. So, you know, that's probably the only time I ever sat down to do a puzzle. I like architecture, so I think my favorite puzzle would be to put like together like the red square in Moscow, like the classic pictures of the red square, or maybe the the um, Abraham Lincoln monument in Washington. I think that would be a dope puzzle to put together. Or I tell you what, how about the New York skyline? Hey, that's it right there. I think that's probably the one I would go with. So yeah, architecture puzzles probably be my favorite type of puzzle. These type of questions, I really want to hear y'all's answers because I think these type of questions, even though they're so simple, they really bring out the personality without you even knowing it. Um, so yeah, these are the questions I really want want to hear y'all's responses to. I want to hear your responses to all of them, but I know that's not possible. So, you know, just let me know what you can, and I'm definitely excited to read them. So moving on to the fourth question, and the question number is, 2,853. And I honestly don't know how I can answer this question because, okay, so the question says, have you ever slept walked? But isn't it to where, like, if you sleepwalk, you don't really remember, like, what you did? Or, or do people remember what they do after they sleepwalk? Now, I know I've slept talk because people have told me uh, that's a little different, but I don't think I've ever slept walked, like, any anywhere, to be honest. But I have slept talk. I think it was my brother-in-law's little brother. He was talking about how, this is like back when we were like 12, 13. He was talking about how I was talking about donuts and some more stuff whenever he stayed over one time. And I was just like, what are you talking about, man? Like, I don't, I wasn't talking. I was asleep. He's like, no, man, you was having a full-blown conversation with yourself. So I'm just like, what the heck? And then I remember, I think it was either a little after that or maybe a lot after that incident, uh, one of my sisters told me I was sleep talking or laughing in my sleep or whatever. And I was just like, what the heck? So I think that's crazy how you can carry on a whole conversation and you're not even conscious. That's how weird we are as people, man, I swear. So the fifth question is number 78, small number this time. Um, says, do I prefer chicken beef or seafood um i guess as a mainstay in my diet so to be honest i like all three but seafood's probably the third option and i'd have to go with beef first because i'm a big hamburger cheeseburger guy you can ask my family like anytime i go somewhere if it's if it's if it's nothing that i'm just craving my safe option is a cheeseburger and fries and a sweet tea or a dr pepper so i think it would probably either go beef chicken seafood or maybe depending on my mood chicken beef seafood so just basically switch chicken and beef and to be honest if i'm eating chicken i like grilled chicken because it's too some chicken that's regularly cooked in the fryer is too greasy and it's not sit well with my stomach and i know i'm not the only one so 
Don't sit here and look sideways at me for saying that. So anyway, um, moving on to the next question, number six. The question number is 2,176. I guess those small numbers didn't last too long. (laughs) Um, This one is more of a thoughtful question, and I really like this question because it really made me think on this. Um, It says, what are you worried will change you? And I think as as a grown or growing as a young man as a grown man really because I'm now 21 but as a grown man I sit here and I hope to myself that the things that I really care about will always stay the same for me right like and when I say that the things that I hold nearest to my heart and the morals that I live off of I hope those things will never change but I have to admit to myself I'm I'm scared that love at the wrong time would change me you know what i mean like if i was to say say i got out of a relationship and then i just hop back into another one um i think i would be as as a person that i know myself as i think i would be too a little too i don't want to say vulnerable because but i guess that's the best word that fits i think i would be a little too susceptible to deceptive love right or you know um non-genuine love fake love basically that's I mean that's basically what I'm trying to say and um I'm glad that I didn't do that it almost happened but I'm glad it didn't because I think after a, a breakup a big breakup or you know just a separation of two people that have been together for a bit you know um they claim to love each other all that I think after that you're thrown for a whirlwind your 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 world's like thrown upside down you know they say heartbreak is is one of the worst pains you can feel so um I think it's important to heal on your own um and I know it's hard it's so hard I promise you it's so hard it's not gonna be easy but I think that's probably best for yourself in the future right because if you heal after a heartbreak on your own then you know how to you know fix your own injuries and not have to depend on someone else to pick you up when you're down right and it's not bad to depend on your partner. If you do have a partner, it's not bad. I get that. But what happens if they're away on a trip or something and something happens, you got to learn how to pick yourself up off the mat and do it independently. So I think to get back to the main question, I think I would be scared of deceptive love changing me when I'm at a vulnerable state. And I hope that never happens. So moving on. The next question is number two, or I'm sorry, number 672. And I like this one because this is, you know, this kind of reminds me of what's your ideal date or whatever. And um, that's always fun to talk about. So this one says, describe your ideal dinner, including location, company, attire, etc. And it's funny because earlier we were talking about... um, we were talking about the puzzles. Yeah, we were talking about the puzzles and the architecture. And I said something about the New York skyline. So, okay, this is my ideal dinner laid out on all those things that it just asked, right? So, I think, let's go down the line here. The location, Central Park in New York, okay? Central Park in New York, all right? Then, um, let's see, the company would probably... 
I, I mean, I hope it's either a fiance or a wife, but if it's not a fiance or a wife, um, a girlfriend, or maybe, you know, just a really close friend, sometimes that's good just to go out with a really close friend just to get your mind off things if you're struggling. But for me, I hope it's a fiance or a wife. Um, so that, that would be my company. And then the attire, I like to I like to feel good sometimes. I like to look good sometimes. So I would probably say like a casual suit and for her like a casual dress. You know, that way people know what we're all about. And I think for the food, I would go with spaghetti with red wine and cheesecake for dessert. And, you know, obviously the salad. And I would try to convince Olive Garden to let me get some of those breadsticks because, you know, those breadsticks are fire. I love Olive Garden's breadsticks. They're right up there with the Red Lobster biscuits, right? Now, obviously, that is an opinion. That's not a perspective. But let's, I mean, hey, let's be honest. I think we can all agree they are both delicious. Um, moving on to the next question. And it is question number 211. It says, what is your greatest source of inspiration? And I know y'all think y'all already know the answer to this question because I know who and what I talk about on this podcast and it's a reoccurring theme, right? And that's my mom. That is, she is one of the biggest things, you know, one of the biggest sources for inspiration for, I'm sorry, one of the biggest sources for inspiration. She is that. I get that. And but I think I think as I grow older, I'm starting to pull from from more from more of my own personal like life that I've experienced myself and that she might not have been a part in or actually none of my family have been a part in. And one of my biggest sources of inspiration now is actually um, somebody that's not related to me in any legal way or by blood. And I guess you could call me uh, a mentor. But and I've talked about him, too. I've talked about the family, too. But um I think Kellen and 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 his mom and dad are probably you know right up there with the inspirational factor when it comes to my mom and and you know my family and and God themselves because I hold them like they are family like when it comes to you know the totem pole of importance I guess you could call it um, they're right up there towards the top and the reason that is is because. Kellen makes me realize that no matter how much I feel like I haven't done, I've done more than they say I could, more than they said I could, more than they say I ever would, right? And when I say they, I mean the people that have doubted me, the people that have told me, oh, Drake, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do this because of the limitations that me and him actually share. He has cerebral palsy as well. I do too. Um, so I think it's nice to see that the effort that I put in towards helping him in his therapy is being, you know, genuinely appreciated and he's chasing me. And when I say that, I mean, he's chasing where I am in life and that just pushes me to do better. That makes me strive to be the best man that I can be. And that inspires me. And I, he doesn't even realize it. Man, he just, this just crazy to me. He does not even realize the importance that he plays in my life and I'm forever grateful for that. So I hope, you know, I hope he sticks around for quite some time. And when he gets older and he hears this, I hope this makes him feel just as appreciated as I do. Um, so yeah, he's probably, that entire family is probably one of my greatest sources of, of inspiration along with my family and God and my mom as well. 
So moving on to the next question, it is number 1,291. This is kind of a funny one, I would think. And it says, what gift would be awkward to receive from your boss? So, okay, so my boss is not female. He's a guy. Um, but I think probably the most awkward gift uh, would be like boxers or something like that. Uh, because, I mean, why would he be giving me boxers or whatever? And I know that's like the generic answer. But like, honestly, I can't really think of anything else. That would just be like, dude, what the heck? Why are you giving me this? So I think if my manager came up to me, he's like, hey, man, I got you some new boxers. I'd be like, uh, okay, where'd you get them from? And why did you think of me when you was getting these? So, um, yeah, probably boxers or, you know, just, I don't know, man. That's kind of a, that's a dead end question to me. But there's your answer. I think I'm going with boxers on that one. So here is the last question. And. I might be cheating a little bit when I say this, or I might not be. It depends on how you think. Um, this question number is 1,362, and it says, what's your favorite website? And I'm kind of cheating because I really don't get online, but I do get on a lot of apps, and I get on a lot of social media or media in general. So I think my favorite website, because it started out as a website, is YouTube. And the reason it's YouTube is because you can get sucked into the YouTube rabbit hole and you're entertained for hours. And then, you know, YouTube is such a, it's a broad spectrum platform. Like, you can learn stuff. You can, you know, connect with people of similar interests. You can just watch goofy videos. I, I mostly watch sports shows or sports highlights. Um, I'm big into, like, a couple of reaction channels I like to watch. Um, you know, the classic TV shows like Mari and, and uh, Family Feud. Let's see, what's another TV show on YouTube? that I've, I've, I've watched. Oh, fa Family Guy. Family Guy's pretty funny sometimes. Um, but yeah, so I think YouTube's probably my favorite website just because I spend so much time there just watching different, you know, videos, uh, trying to learn stuff, you know, or, you know, just wasting a little time till I got to go to work or something, just watch some YouTube, eat my dinner, you know, whatnot. So it's a good little escape. It's nice to get away and just get to your favorite YouTube channel and watch some new videos, watch some old content, watch some classics. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite website. Well, this wraps up episode number two of 3K Q&A. We had ten questions this time. If you watched the last one, you know we only had five. Um, so I think I'm probably going to stick around ten questions or maybe 12, 15, something like that. Um, we've got a long way to go. So... Y'all come back, y'all be ready for more and, you know, more exciting and random questions because I promise you there's a ton that I have yet, there's some pages in this that I have yet to even turn and I'm excited because this is fun. I really appreciate your guys' support. I appreciate y'all tuning in every week. I appreciate the little things that y'all do like re leaving the review and, and, you know, just telling a friend, you know, just getting the word out there because... To me, it's not really about numbers. It's about that my message gets heard, right? Because I feel it's important. And obviously, anybody that says anything, they're going to feel like what they say is important if they choose for it to be. And I think this message for this podcast and this overall podcast idea is very important to me. And I put a lot of work into it. And I hope that it translates to these episodes. 
because I want to do the best that I can for y'all. You guys are amazing. I really appreciate all the support. I hope y'all come back again next week. This has been another episode with The Box Factor. Y'all have a great day.